but what I used to practice in, you know, that pen now is, is, is for the practice or the training of those bucking bulls. And I guess our, our, our world kind of re revolves around that, uh, the, the bucking bulls and the bucking bull business. Um, you know, so if there's any, any sale going on, there's some, some breedings and there's some, uh, different, uh, different, different things going on in the bull business. You want to be there, uh, and kind of see some, some figures, some prices, see what's changing hands and even, uh, rub elbows with, with, uh, you know, some of the other producers of what's going on. And I think that's even important. You know, we even, we even watch, um, you know, these yearling fraternities or heifer fraternities, derbies going on just to see what what breeding programs are working, what's not working, and what other people are using. So you uh you try to you try to keep your eyes, you know, pretty wide open of, of what's going on and, and these bull sales are the are the same thing of, you know, what uh you know what the what the market for these bulls are, what people are liking, uh in, in, in both ends of it. To to touch base on uh programs, you know, that are that are working, um with Denver the Tour and Pro Finals, is it still the Tour and Pro Finals score? I don't think it's the Tour Pro Finals there. They had the Velocity Tour Finals in Las Vegas um, in 2018, and, and that's where we got to showcase our, you know, our top three-year-olds and what they call the wild card, the, the last chance to qualify for the PBR World Finals for the Bucking Bulls uh, was that, that last week in the Velocity Tour Finals. It wasn't this year, and I, but I, I know for a long time it was, the, the Copenhagen Challenge Tour Finals, the Enterprise, whatever that uh, – Triple A of bull riding finals has been in Denver, but it, it wasn't this year. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so I guess we're we're gonna just kind of let it go and 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 roll on with with some story time thing things as such. Um, you got you know last year you guys uh, riding solo two year old fraternity world champion. Um, you guys have, have flushed to him. You guys have bred to him. Uh, sold semen on them. Uh, I think I think the question is everyone's wondering when when you're gonna crack them out with the rider. Who wins the day? I, I was asked that uh, several times, you know, just in, in Guthrie today, and and we're we're just as excited as the next. I think uh, you know just uh, a little bit of growth, and and you know for us as uh, as riding solos for Trudy year, we felt like we almost had to hold him back a little bit. Like if you if you walked up and Thor's walked up and seen him in person, I mean he's got a big frame size. He's a big, long bull. I think he's going to grow up and be a, a really big bull. But, you know, we almost uh, felt like the end of the year going into Las Vegas, we had to keep him on a diet in a, in a sense, that we didn't want him to get too fat, and especially his bucking style, the way he just leaped and, and kicked. And we, we want to put as, uh, you know, as little amount of uh, stress on his bones and his joints as we could as well. Um, so it, it's good now that, you know, he right now he's at Champion Genetics. They're, they collect him, I think, uh, every Monday and Thursday. Um, you know, so we're kind of getting some in the, in the tank on him, getting ready to, to really promote that bull this spring. And, you know, we've, we've got some other big announcements that I, I've been waiting to, to get on here with you. I, I feel like, you know, when you asked me 15 days ago uh, about doing it, I, I feel like I've held this information back that, you know, we're going to sell riding solo semen. Actually, there's there's riding solo. There's 51 Viper, who was a wild card classic champion there in Vegas. Um, 3314, Mr. Majestic, was just in the short round in Chicago. Uh, 67 Vanished. All those bulls, we're going to sell semen at $500 a straw. But we're, the, the bonus that you get on all of this is any calf that is born in 2020. That's meaning if you if you use the riding solo semen this year, 
there will be no breeder certificate charge on those calves that year. So we're really trying to push people uh, buying that semen and getting them in to where, you know, in, in riding solos later years that we can tell that he is a producer. So we're usually the breeder certificate is $500. Uh, if you use it this year, uh, there, there's no charge. So flush away. Flush away. Get, get yeah, your embryos put in. Man, it's yeah. and you talk about you talk about riding solo and, and the genetics that that bull has uh, come from Curtis Peoples, Page Bread. Uh, Would he go back to Crosswired a couple times? Uh, it doesn't seem like like he can go wrong bringing that bull to any kind of cow. Yeah, and, and you know, usually I'm I'm looking at the cow or or you know even the bull, and I think you know how to make. Uh, that animal better. So what's that cross going to be? You know, if I got a, a Houdini, I want to use uh, Bodacious, or, you know, I want to put size on it, or I want to put action, things like that. And when I sit there and look at riding solo, and I see his, his attitude and his kick, I'm like, I, I just, I feel like he's the, like you said, he's the, he's that finished product that you can go any direction. No matter what your cow is, he's got so much size, so much kick, so much heart and intensity. Uh, I, I think, in, in my opinion, I think he's the finished product. When you can take a, a calf that's, you know, a little bit bigger, a little bit longer, and be a fraternity world champion and have all that size, I think he's, uh, um, I mean, he's, he's what we've been looking for for our range. I want to ask you something about riding solo cord that a lot of people may not know. I don't personally know. Um, I know the bull's got a chain around his horns and, I assume that's because he's bad in the box, but I don't really know the story. I'd like to hear why you started that and how has the bull progressed with it as far as in the buck and shoots and what you expect out of him as far as in the buck and shoots with a rider. Well, it, it was it was kind of a, a whole process because riding solo is a smart bull. You, you've been around him, uh, you know, there at Canton. I mean, you, you kind of know he's got some brains about him. Once you show him, he kind of knows. And I, th I think the deal was, you know, you can go in there and you can put a rope over his head. Well, the the dang bull will look up and see where the rope is and dodge it and try to try to jump out. So then you go to to two ropes. Well, then he's he, you know then you can't get the ropes off fast enough to get the gate open to make him leave harder. Uh, you know, we've kind of tried different things. Uh, the first time I put a rope on his horns or around his head to kind of help hold him in there, uh, he actually broke the rope, and I kind of. You know, I kind of got mad. I was like, well, I'll go down to the hardware store, and I bought this little chain. And and, and he, he learned pretty quick that, uh, you know, we, we actually were tying him to one side, um, you know. and But then we almost were still having trouble getting the, the rope off of him fast enough that he could come out clean. And then we finally started going around the gate and then through the chain and then get it, getting a twist, almost like a horse. But uh, he, he said just just a firecracker in there and the, the chain almost became for looks, but it, you know, for one time it's just like, I know he's not going to, not going to break this, but yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I think he's going to be good. The bull's got uh, lots of brains on him. Uh, I, I think as long as the rider kind of don't go in there and pick on him, I think he's going to leave there just fine. But uh, you know, it's, well, it's almost a little bit of safety for him too. We don't, we don't want him uh, getting upside down or hurting himself. Uh, so even at the the ranch for a while there, like I wouldn't buck him for practice. I'd run him in there. I had a little uh little little halter rope there, and I'd reach through and I'd, I'd snap him. So I'd tie him into that chain. I'd put the dummy on, cinch it up, put the flank on him, cinch it up, sit there and pet him, you know, let him feel it. I'd click the dummy, I'll take the flank off, walk around the front, and let him out. That's what I would do every week with that bull. 
it, we would practice the shoot procedure, but we would never practice bucking. Yeah. So is it a trend around the McCoy Ranch? Because I know Viper's got a halter on too. Is he just as bad in there? <laughs> oh, yeah. Viper's a, a handful. I mean, you were in Fort Worth the other day, and I, I think he's a little he's a little ticking time bomb there, and he's just such a, a, an amazing athlete that wants out of that shoot so bad. And if those riders just just play with him just a little bit, uh, you know, he'll start bucking before the gate opens. And you know, and, and there's there's sometimes you go to those the big events at you know Chicago, New York City, or even Oklahoma City uh, with TV, and I mean you can, you can only do so much, and those bulls have got to stand there for a long time. So uh, it's almost a process that we're we're working on with with him as well. Um, I, I don't know. I've seen uh, was it Capone last year? I've seen how bad he was in the shoot, and they went to a halter, and and you know, bam, he was he was he was way better after that. Uh, so it, it's kind of it's my first it's my first halter bull, but uh, you know we we still kind of practice with it. He's a little bit like it's... riding solo in that when when he's at the house and he knows it's just me and this little redheaded cowboy, he's not much trouble at all. Well, I think it's innovative and and you know the rope across the top doesn't work real well. And those bulls get a hair trigger and and want to get out of there. Um, I think it's innovative and I'm glad that somebody's doing something to try to protect these animals' safety as they're they're just wired so tight they want to get out of there and do their job. There was a bull years and years ago named Buck Wild that had a that had a halter on, and I think he even had a custom one. It was pretty cool. So you might have to step yep. your halter game up a little bit. But <laughs> I, I do remember that bull. I do remember that bull. Speaking speaking of Viper, uh, I want to ask you this. I, I was watching. You know, he he win the the wild card as a three year old in Vegas out of the rights, and I think it was maybe the the first trip back in Border Town after Vegas, or, or maybe the second event there. You guys tried him on the left, and and. He had a hair trigger come out backwards and didn't fare so well, and now he's back on the rights. Can you explain kind of what you you were going on there? Well, if 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 you were in Vegas when he won the wild card, he was actually out of the right and went, uh, you know, two really long big ones and went left. And uh-huh. when you when you think about the setup at Bordertown, I mean, it's it's tight, and you just you them bulls don't have any room to go anywhere. It's almost, uh, you know, some weekends it feels like a safety issue for some of the bulls. Uh, for, for the same Western Skies, for an example, and he's another one on the on the semen list for this year. Uh, you know, that bull he spins so tight to the to the left right there at Bordertown, he kind of gets into the fence, and, and we we even put him out of the right to where let him let him take a a stride out there, uh, you know, straight before he spins to the left. Uh, so you're, you're kind of playing with those deliveries a little bit, you know, just a safety issue for the bulls. Um, I, I, but Viper, the last two times that we bucked him, we're back on the on the right, and he's actually spinning right in the gate to the right. Uh, and and you know, back to the judging deal, uh, those riders have to ride him a jump or two to to get the bull showed. And sometimes Viper out of the left, he'll he'll kind of rear up and try to jerk somebody down like the bodacious, uh, which is probably harder to ride, but doesn't get the highest score. So we're, we're kind of looking on every end of that on switching deliveries back and forth. I, I like the, your, go ahead. Tor. Go ahead. One, one of the bulls you brought up was Western skies. I know at Fort Worth, he got a little banged up. How's he feeling Cord? Oh, he's, he's, he's in bad shape. You know, I've got, uh, you know, partner twisted T livestock, Madison Taylor, but, uh, I, I, I pretty much video that bull moving around every day and we, we talk and that, that bull is a definite no for, um, for Oklahoma city and probably a, an iffy for, um, for, for Little Rock. 
I mean, to to look that far ahead. Uh, we 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 think that you know if if he did crack something in that leg or or something got hurt, uh, we want to give him you know a good six weeks to let the bone heal or, or whatever it might be. I mean, I'm I'm not a vet. He has not. You think had it's low. You think it's low in the leg. When I, when the the wreck happened, I was there and it sure looked like it was up higher. After talking to you more, you, you kind of thought it might be lower. Yeah. Well, I watched the video probably 50 times trying to figure out uh, exactly what happened. Uh, but he, his hips, uh, his hips are even on the back. I don't think he knocked any hip down like that. A lot of the swelling is is even even below the hock, and I don't know whether he, uh, you know, kicked something there or what. It, but I, I think that I think the joints uh, look good, and that's why I think that just just time will will do it. And then the, when we come back from Fort Worth, even the couple of a uh, couple of days we got back, we didn't even give him any pain medicine. For the simple reason, we we want to see what the the true signs would be. Uh, so now we've kind of got him a little bit of pain medicine, a little bit uh, to take care of the inflammation. But uh, you know, I, th- I think me and you even talked about that, and we've kind of got him on that regimen now, and he is feeling a little better. But we don't we don't trust it uh, enough to say, well, let's let's enter him now because he looks good. But we want we want everything to heal in there good. We think that that bull, you know, has a we we think he has a shot to be a classic champion this year. I mean, I, I think he has the uh, the, the bucking ability and the mindset to be a champion, uh, and we don't want to we don't want to screw it up in January uh, for what we're trying to accomplish in November. Where did that bull come from? Uh, he came from Georgia. When I seen him, they sent me like five videos uh, of that bull, and I was like, wow, he he needs to be you know in the competition area. Um, and me and Madison Taylor got hooked up, and we ended up uh, you know just just partnered on the bull and sent him out here. But uh, that bull had a, he had a pretty busy 2018. We turned him out on cows here for a little bit, and then uh, Madison took him to Georgia, and he, he he bred cows to him out there for another 30, 45 days, not counting you know all his uh, you know bucking outs. Uh, he won a bunch of money in the in the three-year-old competition, and then he almost made the uh, the classic finals uh, as well. So he was he's he's pretty booked up for 018. <laughs> How's he bred, Cord? He, uh, I think Western Show. Uh, mm-hmm. He he come out of one of one of Page's sale. I don't know if he's sucking the cow, uh, or I don't I don't know exactly what the first day, but I think he was unbucked when they had bought him. But uh, man, he that calf was so fun. I've I've never uh, seen one with more heart and kick than Western Skies. And it the, you know it's almost funny because I've seen other contractors like accidentally you know move the flank way up too far and you know mess up and this bull had so much kick he was hard to keep on his feet that a couple times that we didn't even run the run the flank up you know in front of you know center belly uh to try to keep him on his feet and just because you would you'd try you'd use the pin but have to put the flank on there so loose that you was afraid that the pin would come out so i'd move the flank up about a foot and a half so i could actually put a little bit of pressure on it and i mean you you could buck that bull uh, you know, three times during the week, and then take him to uh, you know the event that weekend, and and he'd still swing for the fence to be 90 points. I mean, he's such an exciting bull. I've never seen one with more heart, try, kick. Uh, I just I, that that's what's so tough about watching him limp today is all we've done is look forward to his four-year-old year. Sure. I will say it. It was cool. I don't want to say. I was there for the first time because I'm sure he'd done it at the house multiple times. 
or or you wouldn't probably wouldn't have been entering them. But I remember as a two year old, kind of halfway three quarter through the season, you guys entered them in a in a under two thousand or, or non winner or something that we'll try so hard and flip over or, or whatever the case may be. And that dude put it together in in a non like I said non winner under two thousand. And yeah. I want to say he was ninety one something, and that the smile on your face was priceless. That bullet put it together, and it seems like he's been, I mean, pretty smooth sailing since, and bullet's won a lot of money, like you said, the rest of the year that year as a three year old, and sounds like he's had a rough start this year. But but it was cool to to be there to see the first time at town that bull really put it all together and was over ninety. Yep, yeah, we 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 were excited. It's the same. There's the there's a whole group of people that. Uh, had, had cheered him on for a long time that we were, I guess we were all amazed that we were still in a, a limited class, but uh, we, we were kind of <laughs> glad to feel like we knew what we were talking about finally. Ford, early on in the in the deal, you talked about you're in the buck and bull business. And one of the things that I'd like you to expand on is how many avenues are within that buck and bull business. I mean, everything from you guys buy bulls and sell bulls and you have cows and you raise them and you compete with them and you're selling semen and I mean, there's so many avenues in the buck and bull business, and you're one of the few that is touching on multiple avenues. Most of the guys kind of pick their vein and 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 run with it. And uh, talk about all the different different ways that somebody could play in this industry. Oh, there's there, there there's so many. I think the 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 two year old, or even I say now that the yearling maturity is so popular because you actually don't have to have a lot of uh, acreage. You could even, you know, you could even buy a bull that's, um, you know, already, already trained that they can, you know, they can load one bull up on a 16 foot trailer and go compete almost every weekend. Where where I live, you know, within four hours, you can go compete every weekend. And some weekends, you know, even, even for us, we'll be sending three trailers out. My dad will go someplace, my niece Katie will go another place and I'll go, uh, you know, the, the other way, uh, you know, just like this last weekend in Chicago. Uh, you know, they, they were bucking bulls of ours in, in different places, too. There, there's there's so much opportunity, and you don't have to be an expert to do it anymore. You know, when they have the 15-pound dummies, uh, you know, anybody can play. Now, when you start to that that next level up or down, you know, if you're going to train, you kind of got the facilities and, the, and kind of the wherewithal of, of what's going on. Or the next up, you know, if you want to take rider bulls, if you're not doing just the competition, uh, knowing, you know, producers of events, uh, you know, a practice pen for people to get on them and bullfighters, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, luckily, you know, I, I started as a, as a bull rider and, and then a lot of those avenues that you kind of take for granted is just what you'd, you'd always done before. Uh, now I, I probably had to learn more about the fraternity end of it. Uh, and the breeding end of it than the actual, you know, the, the big bucking bulls and, you know, where to go, how to take them, the avenues to, to, to take them. But, man, from from before, from when we started Champion Genetics collecting them bulls to those bulls uh, in their career in the in the breeding season in the pasture, you know, we, we were, feel like we're a part of it, uh, you know, all the way from, from top to bottom. But in that, the other end, you don't have to be an expert to, to have a, own a two-year-old bull with five acres and a trailer, uh, you can you can you can buy all the same feed. You can buy all the same nutrition, even if you have a, a small group of cows. It, you you guys know that you can go online. You can buy a straw of semen out of any bull. Even to this day, we 
we sell uh, embryos out of riding solo and our very best cows or Western Skies, Viper, all the all the very best ones. Anybody can tap into these same genetics, same gene pools as the very best. So it's a it's pretty open door, uh, you know, policy with with most of the genetics out there these days. So uh, last week, um, just I'm thinking of my my wheels are turning thinking of everything that Thor's talking to you about. Last week we we talked to Matt Sharping. He he's a, more of what I would call a big bull guy. Likes to go to a lot of PBRs. Ha, has a bunch of mature bulls per se. Um, it seems like uh, you you go enter the classic deal. You got a you got a bunch of of rider bulls, but but you also play the fraternity game and and you you raise a lot of bulls as well. Let's let's go through like how you start your calves. You know from the time you wean them to to say. The, the American Heritage Yearling Fraternity, um, you know, what, what, what takes part in, in get, starting these young bulls and getting them ready as, as we back up each year, it seems like, to entering these bulls younger and younger? Oh, it, it does. I, I remember, you know, when we first started having our production sale, uh, you know, we would have a production sale in January. In January, we would sell two-year-old bulls with two trips. And we would show the videos of the first two trips that they had, and that's what we would sell them on. I mean, that was their two-year-old year. And now we have backed up so far. You know, we even had a uh, we had a sale in November that we sold uh, four Wainlands, uh, you know, with, uh, with, with two trips. You know, that was the two trips on them now. Uh, so now those Wainlands, that set of calves are yearlings. And we're already out there, uh, you know, hand-feeding them. Uh, we, we'll start as soon as it dries up a little bit. We'll start kind of letting them see the arena, starting to let them see the shoots, uh, start handling back and forth through there. I, I think you've kind of got to uh, work your way into it a little bit to where that it's not just pure stress for them. That it's 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 not even it's not even work. It's 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 fun for them. Uh, that they're just going in that arena to to, to play which some of them are one extreme or the other. Those calves are just like people. Uh, some of them are emotional. Some of them are crazy. Some of them are just, you know, laid back, <laughs> tell me what to do. I mean, they, those, those calves are specifically attitudes on, on each one of them. Uh, so, you know, we'll start, we'll start in the spring, kind of handle them a little bit. You know, we, you know, back to the American Heritage, you know, we have so many spots uh, for that American Heritage fraternity. And as we're working them, I mean, we're just we're just like spring training for baseball. You know, we're we're picking and choosing, we're taking notes, we're writing down what we like, what we don't like. Uh, you know, even even already start deliveries. You know, left hand delivery, right hand delivery. You know, even for you know little little kids batting. I mean, we're 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 already we're already picking them apart uh, and giving them the opportunity to, to show their their athletic ability. Um, you know, but th- those first couple trips, it's just getting them in the shoot, getting the dummy on them. Getting the gate open, you know, a couple jumps, click it off, you know, and let them let them go through the motions. And I feel like it's about that third trip that you, you start seeing what these bulls really want to do. You know, that they they want to kick and they want to spin. That they're this is what they naturally want to do. So uh, you know, the first couple times, you know, it's just it's just getting them in the classroom and and showing them, you know, the the, the routine for for us anyways. I'm sure everybody does it a little bit different. But uh, you know, I, I about I, I, I breed them so hot and crazy, and then I just will try to make friends with them. So it's, it's the other end of that. <laughs> so let's let's keep keep going with that. So now you know you you've got say your A pin and your and your B pin. 
your A pin, you're you're getting ready for their you know, their their yearling year, the the yearling series that the ABBI has now, the yearling finals, pays a bunch of money in Las Vegas. But but there's always some of them bulls that aren't aren't gonna work in, in your program, you and Sarah, what what happens to the bulls that, that don't fit the A pin? Like do you do you hold on to some that really have some attributes that, that you look for? Or, or are you kind of geared straight to the dummy and they've got to work, or, or you sell them? Well, I, th- I think our business has changed a lot in, uh, you know, we have partners on every single bull. And it, it makes it real easy on us because we don't, uh, you know, our partners know that we're not holding anything back. You know, we, we, you know, we started uh, 2018 with, with 35, uh, you know, yearling bull calves. And then when that sale come around, we sold half interest in 10 of them and we sold a hundred percent of 20 of them. And so, you know, everybody else could go compete with these 20 and then we sell half interest in these 10 and that's who uh, McCoy ranch and our partners go compete with. So we, you know, we're already kind of, we, we've made that uh, separation already, but those, uh, you know, those, those 10 bulls, you know, we concentrate on those. We have a, a 32 foot trailer that you know that's what they go in that's what we work on every week and that's what we're gearing up uh you know towards that that world finals the next year and with the, with the hope that that's the same bulls that will be in the pbr world finals as a four-year-old as well uh, you know we're, we're not a, we're not a huge operation so you know we feel like that these bulls these bulls got to go to work for us i mean they're they're they they have a job it's not like that we have um, you know, so many of them that we concentrate on these 10 and then turn the other 400 of them out and then get them up later to see what they change their mind to do. Like those 10 are the ones that we work on, uh, you know, year in and year out. So what do you think the likelihood is that, let me rephrase that. What is your opinion on taking them bulls from a dummy and ending them up at the PBR world finals? I mean, there's a lot of guys that think it's almost two different games there's some yeah. guys that'll swear to you that it's the same game. If they buck with a dummy, they'll buck with a rider and, and vice versa. Whoa. I mean, what are the chances really of, of that set of 10 going all the way through the system? I mean, it seems like those bulls generally are kind of rare. What are your thoughts on that? And those, those bulls are, are rare. Uh, and the reason I'll say that is, uh, what's we'll, we'll say the, the little league world series, you know, those, those kids, those kids played baseball, and those kids played baseball awesome. And then you go to the next level. When those kids are in high school, they still play baseball. They still play baseball great. And we, we sell bulls that'll, you know, that, that don't make our cut later but still make the national finals rodeo, uh, still make other, other finals that are, that are out there or go, you know, go out on the trail and, and are good bulls for other contractors. But what you're, what you're saying is you go from um, – I don't know, 5,000 yearling bulls to their four-year-old year, there's 35 four-year-olds that make the PBR World Finals, 35 out of that whole set, which we have our hopes up for these 10. But, you know, really when you get to that, that last point, it, it's it's narrowed down uh, so tight. And it's not that those bulls don't buck, and they're not good bucking bulls for somebody else. It's just, uh, you know, it just, have <laughs> just, you... just gets tough. Have you raised uh, any that you can think of off the top of your head that have went through the entire system, have been competition bulls through the entire system? I mean, I, I can think of a couple that maybe you yeah. didn't raise, but other people have raised. What about in your yeah. own herd? 
come on, come on, baby was probably the best, and he's not the best bull out there. That bull, he went to work for us, and I mean, what I mean by that, he he was a, a top ten fraternity calf, he was a top ten derby calf, and then turned around and you know was was one of those thirty five bulls as a four year old, and he never he never missed a truck. I mean, uh, he he never he never took a day off, never sick, never lame, never anything. I, then that bull was a workhorse. If I had if I had thirty five bulls like that, uh, for one, y'all'd hate to see me show up every week, and for two, uh, I'd get tired of hanging out at the pay window. I mean, that bull was good. No, you wouldn't. Very seldom, <laughs> I know, but very seldomly won first. So you know, maybe not the most popular bull out there. But it, you know, for for a guy like me, uh, making money by getting half what these bulls win, you know, I could go every week and get me a little check, and I I put food on the table with this bull, and that meant so much to me. You know, we we bred cows to him. And there's there's a little bull in there right now, that's a, a two year old this year. Y'all probably seen him. Uh, Sarah Sarah took him the first time, and they called him Perfecto, and Perfecto oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. for the first ten events that he went to, won a check every time, and it reminded me so much of his daddy. Well, he's a three-year-old uh, this year, and and and, that, and that's why I just I just I love this bull because he reminds me of his daddy. Back to what we were talking about—that is a, is a workhorse. Every time you go to town, he never he never misses a truck. Uh, whether you're at the the American Heritage or in Las Vegas or at a, a open event, uh, he he shows up to work every day, and that's that's the kind of bull that I I, I, I like. That just I, makes my day. I believe that those bulls peak somewhere. Some peak as two-year-olds, some peak as three-year-olds, some peak as four-year-olds, and there's some, I believe, genetic lines that you just don't see their peak until they're six-year-olds, unfortunately. Where did you you name those bulls, uh, you know, between uh, Coward Ugly, Blueberry Wine, even Panano Slam, those those bulls, they weren't world champions until uh later i mean I, well, i'd have to look up the exact age but those bulls didn't make it or win as three or four year olds they're those those bulls had to mature yeah I, and that that was kind of where i was going with that question is how old is come on baby now and and do you think he's peaked he is a one number uh so we hauled that bull um so we hauled him his two three and four year old year he went to gene owens and then um I think he went to um, New Mexico. He's back in Oklahoma now. Um, when do you think got, he was best? Uh, man, I like I like him best as a two-year-old. I mean, I think it was that was his 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 best year because he was a little smaller bull. Uh, but you know, the very first event I took him to was a, a UBBI at Palestine, and he won it. Was the very very first event that uh, that I ever even took him to. I mean, just automatic. I I find that so interesting. There was a bull we talked about on the last podcast that Matt Sharping has called Bad Beagle. That he he came through that entire system, and oh, yeah. I don't know exactly how old he is now, but I don't think the bull's peaked yet. I think we're seeing yeah. the best out of him right now. Yeah, I seen that bull in uh, Nebraska uh, as a yearling, and I was like, whoa, you know. He was he was he was he was a stud yearling, and I think oh. he's still getting better. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, they didn't ride him. Uh, he bucked the Brazilian off in Chicago the other day in about two point seven seconds. Looks like. Yeah. I wanted to touch on on you. You said you know some of them bulls don't uh, you know just because they don't work for you doesn't mean they won't work for a, a rodeo guy or or go to the NFR. 
uh, there there was a bull that that you guys either raised or come through your system that was at the NFR this year, and a pretty cool statistic. Um, I want to say the past ten years, uh, world champions that bull throwed them off. J.W. Harris, Sage, um, you know what bull I'm talking about, of course. No, which one? Uh, what's his three thirty-five maybe? Oh, Raptor H. The Brennel. Oh, the Brennel went to that far. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but then, that, that bull, in the, in the group of bulls that he was in, he, he didn't stand out as that fraternity calf that you just, you had to have, you know? What's his name? I don't, I'm not familiar with it. Uh, they, they never keep the same name on guess. Oh, I guess. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember what, I don't remember what they called him. Yeah, he, yeah. he, he throwed off, throwed off Sage a couple times, throwed off J-Dub. That bull, that bull really bucks hard. And I think yeah. uh, Hilo has a has a bull they call Quattro. Uh, I know it was I'm pretty sure on the short list to go to the NFR. Um, yep. Yeah, that's that's a, that's minute, a good guess, bull. But... You know, the funny thing about that that bull was a, a a real big winner as a uh, as a as a yearling, and he I think he won a little bit as a, as a two year old as well. But you know, his three year old year was just kind of kind of rough. Like he went through a lull. Like he was good real young, and you know, and and maybe like Sharping's bull. Uh, you know, he kind of goes off the radar for a little bit, but you know, now I think he'll be, uh, you know, be back to the NFR. And then that's the other thing about it: when the NFR, when the out money is ten thousand bucks, you know, I think it kind of opens a little door that it helps the it helps the bull market as a whole. And if you got one oh, that sure. you can sell to those guys, uh, you know, if they can get ten thousand for out money in December, uh, it, it helps the value of those bulls. You got you got to think if if a guy you know, can can tell, say, a three- or a four-year-old that, that those guys feel is a sure-shot NFR bull that they're going to get 10000 and take him two or three, four times. And it justifies giving a little bit for a bull that may not be competition-worthy. Right, right. But, well, we're uh, we're about 40 minutes in. I, I want to ask you a question just because your dad, I, I, I like talking to your dad, and, and your dad's really good at story time, uh, and he'll ramble you on. You better have more than 40 you, you yeah. better have more than 40 minutes. Yeah. But with that being said, your your dad was in it a long, you know, a long ways back, and and you you're into it. How how did you you transition to your own? I mean, did your dad give you some of them original uh, maybe Kephart cows, or or how how did you transition from your dad to yourself, and and how kind of in a whole how it all happened? Well, I, I guess. So when I was just a little bitty boy, like five years old, my dad gave me my first cow, and it was more of a longhorn cow, you know, but I I'm, 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 I wanted to be in the buck and bull business. My oldest brother, Justin, was a, a stock contractor at the time, and as I grew up, you know, he was working for uh, for Larry Capart. He was a pickup man for him, uh, and, and, and to start with, we would just start, uh, you know, feeding the bull for him in the spring. We'd start breeding some cows to him. And, uh, you know, I guess later in life, we started buying some heifers and getting some heifers uh, from him, which all, you know, some sometime it might be Justin get 10 of them over here and Dad would get five here and there. And, you know, and even for uh, Vicky Long, we bought a little set of heifers off of, of Vicky Long back in the day. Uh, and, and it wasn't with the big idea of, you know, conquering the, the bull business world at a time. It's just, you know, I rode, you know, junior bulls and it was it was fun and, you know, Raising beef cows wasn't as fun, uh, and I had to give my dad so much credit for it because, you know, in, in high school, 
you know, my SAE program was the buck and bull business, and I, I showed how I, I, I bought cows, I raised calves, and I sold calves. But, you know, there was a whole stint of time there, you know, five, six years. I went to college and, and rodeoed, and I was gone, and, you know, my dad kind of, you know, feeding. You know, I had a lease pasture. My dad drive by and check it and feed them, uh, you know, for such a long time. But uh, when I when I got out of college, I come back home and kind of, you know, took took back over it again, I guess you could say. Um, but to skip forward, I started raising these kids and, and playing in the Futuri when I had, uh, you know, weekends off or when I would enter both. The last weekend, um, and I think at the time, Come On Baby was a, a, a two-year-old. And Wedding Bell was, was a four-year-old. Well, I went to J.W. Hart's bull riding, and, I mean, I got I got slammed. I got bucked off, and I'm dragging my bag back to the truck. And a guy chased me down and said, hey, you want this check? You want this check? I was like, what? So uh, Wedding Bells won like $4,500 that night, and it, it hit me like a train. I'm like, you know, what in the world am I doing trying to ride these things? I've got these, you know, bulls and calves that – uh, or actually, you know, putting food on the table, and that was—I mean, that—that that was the day I come to the realization. And I, 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 from that day, I, I never got on any more practice bulls in the arena. But it—it it also allowed me, uh, you know, I could—I could go into the bull business full time. But it was all these other people that had helped and uh, throwed in between my dad and, uh, you know, I got hurt real bad one year in 2004 and. You know, they, they weaned all my kids, raised all of them, branded them all, I mean, it, it, everything. So, you know, if I, if I had to go from the list of uh, people I had to thank, uh, we'd, we'd, we'd be here all night long. I, I will say on the other end, uh, you know, when Sarah and I got married, I felt like our whole business and operation went to the next level. I think we've started putting uh, more more thought into it, uh, you know, more more work into it. And it wasn't just a, oh, whatever happens kind of deal. Like, we, we needed it to work, and we put more work into it. Uh, and we continue to, you know, put back to invest in our uh, our program, whether it be uh, genetics or training facility or, uh, you know, feed program. So we, 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 keep, we continue to put back into it, but we know that, uh, you know, we, we still have a long ways to go to be the best. That's a cool story, Cord. Before we uh... – before we wrap up, Kyle and I started the game last week with Matt, and we don't want to upset anybody or offend anybody, but in this hypothetical world or this, this little hypothetical scenario, we're, we want to give you three bulls, and uh, it'll give us an idea of your, your thought process, and I think it's a good good conversation. But we'll give you three bulls. you got to buck one, haul him down the road, take him to your events, whether that's competition or whatever, breed one, turn him out with your cows and raise calves, you got to butcher one. Oh, butcher one. How much can I so, <laughs> start at that one? Oh, so can we go to uh, is it, uh, Diamond S, Blizzard. Let's butcher that one. Hang <laughs> <laughs> okay, on. So Blizzard was a little bitty old cute muley, uh, about four foot tall, and I could not ride. I mean, and I, if I, I'll tell you how bad it was, man, Blizzard. Uh, I was at... Uh, I was in the short round at Dallas one time, and my bull kept laying down in the chute, and they couldn't get him up. And, and um, David Fournier came up and said, oh, you get to re-ride. I said, what's the re-ride? And they said, blizzard. And I said, open the gate. <laughs> I, said, I, I said, I'll take this bull on his belly before I'm getting on blizzard again. Uh, you're uh, you're screwing my game up here, Cord. 
I'm supposed uh, to. <laughs> that's that's I'm, awesome, though. He, uh, yeah, he already had one that he does not like. Yeah. Uh, that's the, that's the one, huh? Yeah. Well. Yeah, Blizzard. I, and you know what? He was so little and cute, though. It's like, how do you, I mean, how do you not like this little bull there? Yeah, because all these other scary, you know, spit fires and uh, poison, whatever they call it, Mickey Mouse. This little old cute thing, I could not ride him. <laughs> oh shoot! Well, the three I had in mind that I wanted to hear you talk about, Blizzard was not on the list. Oh. The, the three I had. I thought of was Little Yellow Jacket, yeah. I'm a Gangster, and Scat Cat. Yeah. Those are your oh, three. Oh, what I do you got, get? I got to use those three bulls. You got to use those three. Not any three bulls on the planet. But oh. it, but now now we know that you don't like Blizzard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, you said uh, you said put one on the get on one, put one on the truck, and butcher one. And you got no Jackie. breed breed to one. Oh, breed one. Buck one. Butcher one. And the and the the three three again? Little yellow jacket, I'm a gangster, scat cat. Three different generations. Yeah. All great bulls. All great bulls. Oh. I guess breed the I'm a gangster, buck, little yellow jacket, and poor little scat cat don't weigh much either. No, nah, but he makes <laughs> a cool I, I, I guess that way. I, I just know uh, Little Yellow Jacket. I don't know what how many ounce Pro Bull Stats has it on there, but uh, I guess I, I go that way first because that bull had a million outs, and not counting that, he would sign autographs in between events. Like well, and three. What, what is he? Three time world champ. Oh, and I mean they that they wore that bull has got to have the biggest heart you've ever seen. Uh, I'm a gangster. I, is he, he kind of showing to be a producer? I know when he first come around before he got crippled. Uh, I was, I was in Louisiana and I was 15th in the draft, and Cody Nance was 14th in the draft, and we're we're like waiting to him go down. We know we know I'm gangster gonna be at the bottom of the list anyways. And I I sneak up Cody Nance and man I don't really want to get on I'm a gangster. He said I'll get on him for you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, that's my buddy right there. So I never, hey, I never got on him, and I didn't want to. Like he was a little intimidating. Uh, he was, he's a, he's a, he's a bucker. I mean, I bu- thought he, he tried to whoop somebody down. Bonus trivia question: What was his name first? Oh man, he had another like name, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I think so, but I don't I don't know what it was. I hope you know the answer to your own trivia question, Thor. <laughs> I think I do, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm pretty sure it, I'm pretty sure it was Uncle Buck. I, that sounds right. Uh, I think you're I right. Remember they, they, they said there was a brother to I'm a Gangster that was just as rank or ranker, and I, I can't remember what that was, but I, I heard there was. I don't know if uh, – my memory is terrible, but I'm pretty sure they called him Uncle Buck before they called him I'm a Gangster. Yeah, it, it might have been. I, I always, I guess, I thought Uncle Buck was a like a sponsor deal, you know, kind of like a, a Best Shot with Super Duty or something, you know, because yeah. Uncle Buck was a uh, what do they call it, Bass Pro Shops deal, and that might have been a sponsor sponsor name. Gotcha. That might have been why they changed it. I don't know. Well, well, poor Scat Cat got butchered tonight, but he'll look cool hanging oh, on the wall anyways. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, Scat Cat. i tell you what. So, um, you know, you're 
talking about the old, old school breeding, the the Mr. Majestic bull that was in the short round at Chicago. He's a grandson of Bodacious and a grandson of Scat Cat. And sometimes yep. you can watch him buck, and you can see you can see a little bit of of both of those genetics. If you don't think those genetics are are powerful, uh, you know he's out of a different delivery than both those, but he 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 shows a sign of both of them, I think. Well, Cord, uh, just to kind of wrap it up a little bit, um, you got a you got a, a wave of the breeder certificate on some on not some, but your your very best bulls um, that you flush to use in your breeding program. You're allowing people to use uh, buy semen at a discounted price. Uh, for to my knowledge, I think some some of that stuff on the internet went for well over 500 bucks. Um, plus, you're waving the breeder certificate if they have a calf in 2020. You're allowed yeah. to flush to it. That's big. That's real big, not just AI and people can flush riding solo in Western Skies and Viper. Um, that's that's awesome. Uh, hopefully, hopefully some people will will take advantage of that opportunity. Um, as well as uh, we haven't touched on 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 your your sales. Uh, you have two sales, one in the spring, one after the PBR finals, correct? Yep, yep. Uh, this year though, we, man, we've uh, we've kind of been on the phone for the last couple of weeks. We're gonna have a I don't know. Back up a little bit. We moved to Lane, Oklahoma, uh, and, and we've got, um, you know, a training facility there. We actually bought the CBR Arena and back pens and stuff when uh, when they kind of sold all their stuff. Uh, but we're going to have a sale right there at the ranch in Lane, Oklahoma, April 13th. And I think we'll have, a, we'll have 40 lots there. And we're going to crack out some of those uh, yearlings that we were talking about. They're, they're going to be a little bit green. We'll show some videos of them, show, sell some half-interest calves in those. I think the, the competition world is changing to those yearling things. There's so much money that you can win in those yearling events. Uh, we're going to give some people an opportunity for that. Uh, I talked to Roy Dole yesterday. I think we're going to come in there that Friday afternoon. I know that uh, you know the, 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 the Buckers Unlimited, they did a, a judging seminar and a flanking seminar out there. We're going to do the same thing there at the, the ranch in, in Lane. Invite people in, do a judging seminar, maybe a little flanking seminar uh, there on that Friday. So we're we're kind of we're kind of opening the gates, uh, welcoming people in there. Um, I've, I've been on the phone with CC Live Auctions. They're gonna uh, to broadcast it. Where if, if you can't come, you can bid online there that uh, Saturday, the April 13th uh, sale. We're, we're probably shooting for uh, 40 lots, and man, we're already talking about some of the stuff that we're gonna put in there. It's it's gonna be pretty exciting. Uh, of, of what we can what we can sell. Awesome, and and that'll be that'll take place at at your ranch live or hopefully online. Yep, yep, it'll 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 be online on the CC live auctions. Uh, but shoot, come 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 out to the ranch. I mean, we kind of want to open. Yeah, gates come out with, for the uh, judging seminar. Everyone likes to likes to question the judges anyway, so I guess oh, you yeah. come out. And see, yeah, see everyone knows best. Yeah. And I I think what we uh, we're even talking about doing uh you know using some of those bulls that are in the sale on Saturday using them in the seminar uh on Friday so that's kind of a little extra credit that you can uh, and that's what I told Roy uh that that we could pick through there people you know are kind of you know maybe have a little bit of trouble deciding which one's the 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 best or they like better but if those calves that are uh, in the sale. Uh, or in that seminar, maybe they can kind of see what the judges are looking at, you know, before they try to buy them. So it's, uh, I think it's, it's going to be a cool experience. 
And are you still going to have your sale in the fall after the finals on the yep. internet? Yep, yep, awesome. yep. This uh, the spring sale. You know, we're kind of gearing it a little bit towards uh, those those yearlings to go through the year, and then there's going to be some females, especially uh, we've we've got uh, you know Mr. Majestic and Viper and Riding Solo, Western Skies sitting there. Uh, we're going to try to put uh, you know a little bit of that into the, the the spring sale there, give people the opportunity to, to buy some of those or even some some embryos. Uh, in that sale, but that uh, that 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 fall sale, the Buck and Bull sale, will still be there as well. Awesome, awesome. Well, Cord, hopefully, uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. It's awesome uh, get the opportunity to talk with you, go over how you do things. Um, it's, it's interesting to to talk to different people and and hear because the everyone wants to win, but but everybody gets there a different way, you know. And so it's interesting to talk to people and, and see how how they do it and how they accomplish that accomplish yep. that. Um, there, there's so much truth in that. I, I did a I did a show for a while called The Ride with Cord McCoy, and the the idea was to go all over the United States and you know to to work on these different ranches. And just like you said, they're all accomplishing the same thing, but you'd be amazed uh, from Florida, Oregon, how much different uh, things <laughs> things things are done. But but to get the same job done, and I think a lot of people, you know, uh, get a little bullheaded of like this is how it's got to be, but but really. Uh, you know, there's there's different ideas, and uh, I think all of us should be a little more open-minded about uh, how to get it done. We might be able to learn something. Yeah. Well, that's, that's why we're here, Cord. We're all trying to yeah. learn something. Uh, that's me too, man. I, I want to hear the rest of them. Well, Cord, uh, again, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, we enjoyed it, and uh, take care, and hopefully we'll see you down the road. Yes, sir. We'll see you there. Good talking to you. You too, man. We would just like to thank everybody for tuning in to Buckingstock News Podcast, listening, um, social media. You can find us on Facebook, Buckingstock News, as well as Instagram. Make sure to uh, subscribe to Buckingstock News YouTube channel. And thanks again.